بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Here we are coming back to discuss and continue the talking about the case of monotheism or Tawheed As we said before that it is the case that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered every messenger of him all his messengers to talk to his slaves to worship him only. If you read how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told his messengers to talk to their people, to their nations, each messenger will tell his people, Ya qawmi ibudullah, ma lakum min ilahan ghayra. Find this in so many surahs of Quran. You'll find that every messenger is saying, Ya qawmi ibudullah, ma lakum min ilahan ghayra. Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, Salih, all of these are telling their people, Ya Qawmi, Fa'budullaha, Ma Lakum Min Ilaha Al-Ghayr. That's monotheism. <coughs> monotheism means to worship the only one who deserves to be worshipped. Monotheism means to understand what is the word worshipping means. Then to put it only for Allah Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala. It means how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam practiced that case. Always, when you see people are quarreling about something in this deen, go and see how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa understood it. How Sahaba, Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali and the other Sahaba radiallahu anhum, how they understood that case and how they practiced it in their life. Don't go to look around what the people of that country say, what the, the people of the other countries say, what all these groups are saying, and the other groups are saying, no. Go and see what Muhammad sallallahu himself said about it. How did he practice it? How Sahaba radiallahu anhum practiced that case? Then you will understand that this is the only way and the correct way to go forward. When Muslims start to follow persons, whether they are ulama or not, and putting them in front of Muhammad sallallahu and before Muhammad sallallahu then Muslims are losing. See an example, we are talking about this major ulama, major imam, rahimahumullah wa radiya anhum, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Abu Ahmad al-Muhammad, these are major imam, we love them all, we admire them all, but we admire Muhammad sallallahu more. We love Muhammad more. We are supposed to obey them and follow them as long as they are following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa In fact, themselves, this Imam told us clearly in so many ways that whenever my words or what I say contradict any of hadith of Muhammad sallallahu throw my words to the world. And if you are asked, if we are asked, Imagine that Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, Shafi'i, Malik, Ahmed ibn Hamad, Rahimahullah are here. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is here. And they say something, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says something. Who are you going to follow? Very clear. No doubt, no problem in this case. Very clear to us. So we do not need to put these imams or these any other alim to be our only leader. Only person to be followed. No. 
The only one we are ordered to follow is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَاسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ He is the messenger of Allah. Allah sent him to us. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chosen him among all of these nations, among all of these people to receive the message of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and to, to proclaim it, convey it to the people. So we are supposed, we are supposed to see how he did sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this case. How he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, conveyed his message. How he practiced this deed. See his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did he live? How did he eat? How did he sleep? Sahaba radiallahu anhu gave us a fantastic description of each movement of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you want his movements, his actions, in his house, ask our mother Aisha, our mother Hafsa, our mother and other mothers. If you want to know how he lived and dealt with other people, see how Sahaba told us about him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have no trouble in this case. One of the major cases that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam concentrated in, the case of monotheism or Tawheed. Although he is the best person ever walked on earth, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although he is the top of all messengers, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by the order of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, he spent, he spent, spent 10 complete years, out of 23 years he made da'wah, only for one case. The case of monotheism. The case of La ilaha illallah. We are all remember that the first pillar after Shahadatain implemented was Salah. And Salah was implemented when? In Miraj. And Salah in Miraj. And Salah in Miraj was when? After 10 years of Ba'tha of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he, when he was 40 years old, Jibreel came to him by the order of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to tell him you are the messenger of Allah. After 10 years, when he was 50 years old, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to come. He sent Jibreel to carry him from earth to the heavens. And he implemented the second pillar of Islam, which was Salah. Zakah later on, Psalm later on, Hajj later on. But this ibadah, this major case, which is La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was implemented from the first word was descended to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to learn la ilaha illallah. Subhanallah. Is that true? Yes. Listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah is telling Muhammad to learn and to know la ilaha illallah. Then to ask forgiveness. Imam Bukhari, because he was a smart guy, smart imam, he made a chapter for that case. And he said, Bab al-ilmu qabla al-qawli wal-amal. Knowledge is before action. And say, first of all, we have to learn. Learn what? Learn la ilaha illallah. Know it clearly, then go and practice in our life. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatiha told us to ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to direct us to the sirat al-mustaqib, as-sirat al-mustaqib. صراط الذين أنعم عليهم سبحانه وتعالى اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم That's the way of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and his brothers of Nabiyyid and his Sahaba and the good people who are following him 
So we're asking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to put us in this sirat, this track, this path. <coughs> and He orders also to ask refuge from being on the other sirat, which is the wrong way. غير المغضوب عليهم. المغضوب عليهم is known as Jew. Only no. Jew and whoever covets the Jew and their way of dealing with the bee. Why do we مغضوب عليهم? Allah is angry with them. Why Allah has cursed them? <coughs> because they knew the deen and they refused it. They rejected the deen although they know it. So every Muslim, a scholar or other, who knows the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and refused it, didn't obey it, then he is following the Jew. And he is مغضوبن عليه. نعوذ بالله. But the other side is والضالين. Who are they? Who's والضالين? Who's الضالين? الضالين actually the Christians. But not all the Christians. Whoever worshipped Allah without knowledge. Worshipping Allah with ignorance. Comes to his mind, why don't I make it tonight different dhikr? He creates new dhikr and he starts to do it. Why don't I pray a different way? Make a salah of five rakahs. Well, a salah is good. Let's make five, ten, twenty rakahs. No problem. Come here, look at this. No, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is wrong. We are not allowed to worship Allah except the way He wants us. So that's why Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Part of it is that mean That's only for Allah Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam It means Part of it Part of the meaning is To worship Allah Only the way of Rasulullah That's it No other way So this is Astirat al-Mustaqeem To worship Allah Only the way of Rasulullah Only This is Astirat al-Mustaqeem Again to say To worship Allah Alone The way of Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alone Whoever comes after Muhammad Sallallahu from ulama, they are only explaining and conveying the deal of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi that's all. And if they make mistakes, and they do make mistakes, the human beings, they make mistakes. No one had no mistake except Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this deal, of course. So every imam we have, we love them a lot, yes, but we do not put them as ma'asum. They don't make mistakes. No, they make mistakes. So... Even though the, all these imams, four imams, they have no differences in the case of creed. They have differences in the case of ibadah, the way of ibadah, salah, salam, hajj, zakah, that's not a problem, inshallah. Then if a person prays on his hands in his chest, or prays in his hands in the belly button, or prays in his hands and in his side, all of them, inshallah, would be okay, as long as they are depending on an evidence of Quran and Sunnah. We're not going to say this guy is a kafir because he's putting hands here. I have it. He's a Muslim. And if, if we think he's a mistake, he's a mistake. It's no problem. But if a person who prays to the grave, asks the grave instead of Allah, asks the precious, ah, no, this is not the case. There's a big difference now. A person who's worshipping Allah and worshipping the others with Allah is not worshipping Allah because Allah does not accept such a case. When he said, La ilaha illallah, it means that he's not going to give any kind of worshipping except to Allah. <coughs> If, he, if his wife, 99.99% of his wife is only for Allah and one oh, dot or point zero zero one is for others, all of his ibadah is rejected. Who said so? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
ولو أشركوا لحبط عنهم ما كانوا يفعلون ولقد أوحي إليك وإلى الذين من قبلك لئن أشركت ليحبطن عملك ولتكونن من الخاسرين سبحان الله العظيم This ayah is directed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best person ever worked in earth. Although he's not going to have any shirk, and he will never have a shirk sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but just to tell us, we Muslims, that if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is received this ayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what about us, we poor people? In this case now, we say, and we repeat always, that we are supposed, we have no other choice to learn la ilaha illallah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَاسْتَغْفِرِ Tonight we have another chapter number 59 of Kitab al-Tawheed Kitab al-Tawheed is coming to end يعني May Allah سبحانه أكتب May Allah سبحانه تعالى benefit us from what we have said and heard It's coming to the end now 59 we have only 7 more chapters that's all or 6 more chapters that's it طيب So this chapter tonight <coughs> Sheikh Rahimahullah is talking about thinking evil thinking thoughts of Allah wa ta'ala. First of all, put in mind that to think of Allah, how is He dealing with things? We must. And we have no other choice except to say that whatever He is doing is complete wisdom. Because He is Hakim. And Hakim means that he does everything with hikmah, with wisdom. Whatever he's doing is with wisdom. Ah, somebody says, uh, killing people, uh, hurting people with, with diseases, accidents, is wisdom? Yes, it's wisdom. It is big wisdom. How's that? First of all, before you ask how, you ha- we have to say, we accept it. Whatever comes from Allah, we accept it. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ Whatever comes from Allah, we take it directly with no objection. Totally no objection. Because we know, we believe as Muslims that Allah Hakim, Al-Hakim, the one who is having all wisdom. So whatever happens in this world is really with a big wisdom from Allah wa ta'ala, including epidemics, including problems, including accidents, including diseases. All of this with wisdom of Allah wa ta'ala. We may know the wisdom, we may not. But this is not a condition. This is not a condition to believe in it. We are supposed to believe in it, even if we do know the wisdom. The major wisdom is that from Allah, that's all. This is the major wisdom. Whenever somebody comes to ask you, what is the wisdom behind what is this happening? This? Tell him the, the major wisdom is to believe that from Allah, wa ta'ala, and we accept it. That's it. And if there is another wisdom, we can understand later on, fine. Otherwise, no problem. It's the case that the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided that and we accept it. Let's see this chapter. <coughs> First of all, as we agree, as we used to do before, we are supposed to talk about what is the relation between this chapter and the book of Tawheed. The relation is that to have an evil thought of Allah wa ta'ala is contradicting and nullifying Tawheed. Manifest. So that's why the Imam Rahimahullah or Shaykh Rahimahullah he puts this chapter in Kitab al-Tawheed. <coughs> then he mentioned two ayahs and some explanation of Ibn al-Qayyim for these two ayahs. The first ayah 
which is in Surah Ali Imran, ayah number 154, Allah said, يَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ ظَنَّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ يَقُولُونَ لَوْ كَهَلَّنَا مِنَ الْأَمْرِ بِشَيْءٍ قُلْ إِنَّ الْأَمْرَ كُلَّهُ لِلَّهِ This ayah was descended after the battle of Uhud. The hypocrites were objecting what happened to Muslims in Uhud. The hypocrites. The story was that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam along with Ahlul Madina they were about 1,000. They were going, going out to face Quraysh as they have already an appointment with Quraysh after one year of Badr battle. So when Muhammad sallallahu asked the Sahaba would you like to face Quraysh's in Medina here or outside of Medina, most of the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, we want to go outside of Medina. We want to fight Quraysh's outside of Medina. The politics, Mushriki. But one man or some hypocrites most of them hypocrites said, Ya Rasulullah, we want to stay in Medina. Including our, their, their leader was Abdullah ibn, uh, Abdullah ibn Ubayy ibn Salul. Abdullah ibn Ubayy ibn Salul was the leader of hypocrites in the time of Muhammad sallallahu And Muhammad knew him, but he did not show this to him or to the people. Right. So, they left. 1,000 people with Muhammad sallallahu outside of Medina. In the way to the area of Uhud, Abdullah ibn Ubayy ibn Salul, the head of the hypocrites, said, why Muhammad why Muhammad accepts the, the ideas of these youngsters and he leaves me, I'm the older one of, of, of Medina. So he told his people, so 300 of his army went back with him to Medina and they left Muhammad with 700 in Uhud battle. <coughs> what happened that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a, a, a great wisdom, again there is a big wisdom in here, <coughs> Muhammad was hit in that battle. Seventy of his best Sahaba was, were killed, including his uncle Hamza, Asadullah, Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib. Was that with a wisdom? Oh yes. Oh yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, and he showed this in Surah Ali Imran, if you read the tafsir of it, you will understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to teach this Sahaba and these Muslims that even we are Muslims, doesn't mean that you have the right on Allah to have victory always. And always because of your mistake now, you are having the losing in here. What happened to Nuhud? Muhammad he put some Sahaba on the mountain of Ar-Rumah. A small mountain behind or close to Uhud. He told them, stay in here, never leave it, watch us, even if we are losing or taking anything. Don't come down from that mountain. Cover us. Cover us. These Sahaba, unfortunately, or some of them, actually, when they saw that Muslims, Muhammad and his Sahaba, were killing the Qurayshis and Qurayshis are running away in the beginning of the battle, they said, why were they staying in here? The others are gaining the, yani, what is left in the, in the battle. So their, their leader, Abdullah ibn Jubayr, radiallahu anhu, said, no, no, don't, don't go. Stay in here because Rasulullah told us to stay. They said, Ya Habibi, the battle is finished. Let's go down. So they went down. As soon as they went down, Khalid al-Wadi at that time, he was, radiallahu anhu, he was with the Prophet. He was not a Muslim yet. He saw this movement, so he knew now that Muhammad and his Sahaba are not covered from the side where he can catch them. So he came back with the Quraysh and he started to kill Muhammad, kill Sahaba Muhammad and even Muhammad was 
hurt in his face sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. However, there is a big wisdom from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. أَوَلَمَّا أَصَابَتْكُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَدْ أَصَبْتُمْ مُذْلَيْهَا قُلْتُمْ أَنَّا هَذَا قُلْ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ أَنفُسِكُمْ It's from you. You, you are the people who have made the mistake and you are the people who made the losing for yourself. Because of you. Subhanallah. Then Sahaba after that learned a fantastic lesson that they will never disobey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in anything. Big wisdom, ya habib. Now, this just put in mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making this nation new nation. A nation of Arabs? No. A nation of Muslims who are containing every kind of people. Abu Bakr from Quraysh. Suhaib from Romania. Salman from Persia. What else? So many different people. Bilal from Ethiopia or Habasha. But they are one nation. Brothers. They have no differences. The only difference is with taqwa. Inna akramakum inda Allahi atfaakum. Not the Arabs or the Persians or the Indians or this or that. The best of all to Allah Taala are those who are closer to him. Atfaakum. People with taqwa. So Abu Bakr was brother of Bilal. Brother of Suhaib. Brother of Salman. Brother of others. In fact, Umar ibn Khattab, you know who is Umar. He says, Abu Bakr, he says, Abu Bakr, Sayyiduna. Wa'ataka Sayyiduna. Who is the other Sayyid? Bilal. Umar ibn Khattab from Quraysh, the highest family and the highest tribe in the, in the Arabian Peninsula at that time is telling that Bilal is his Sayyid. That tells you that this deen is not for certain people. وَإِن تَتَوَلَّوْ يَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمًا غَيْرَكُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَكُونُوا أَمْثَالَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Arabs that if you do not follow this deal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring some other people to take this deal and you will throw away. And that happened to Arabs, by the way. It happened when the, when the Turkish came from the eastern of Afghanistan or so on, close to China, and they came and they took over from Arabs and they were fighting the Kafirin everywhere. It's not the case of Arabs or non-Arabs. It's the case of Islam. Islam is the gauge. Islam is the scale. Taqwa is the scale. So in this ayah, Allah Taala is warning us to think an evil thoughts of Allah Taala. Whatever comes to us, to the others, it is good. From Allah Taala, and I remember I told you before we discussed this case before, saying that even tragedy to you or to me or to the people is actually a grace. How's that? A tragedy will be a grace? Yes, a tragedy is a grace from Allah Taala, because you see only part of it, part of the case, but you don't know what's behind the case. That man who is having a problem, he's losing his child, he's, he's having an accident, he's losing his health, he's losing his eyes, or sight, or whatever, he only looks only to that point, but he doesn't know or see what's behind that point. Do you remember the story of that <coughs> child who was killed by Al-Khabr in Surah Al-Kahf? Al-Khabr, when Musa, alayhi salam, wanted to follow him, to learn from him. You read that in Surah Al-Kahf. Big story in there. 
Al-Khabar told him, no, unless you give me a promise that you will not object what I do. So Musa said, okay, I do, I will. Part of the story was when they were walking, they saw a child, a child. Al-Khabar killed him. Inna lillah. Musa was so angry. Why you killed this child? What has he done? He's not in the age of even to be, to be responsible for what he's doing. He said, told him, Alam aqul laka innaka lam tastaqiyya ma'ya sabra. Then he stopped. Musa alayhi then stopped. The end of the story now, al-Khabar is telling him what, what the case is. Then he said, that child Allah told me that if he is left to live, he will be so bad and he will hurt his parents. So Allah told me to kill him. Now, with this in mind, killing a child is not really a grace. Except for this case. Now the child is killed, so he will not become elder and have bad things, and he will go to Jahannam. He will not go to Jahannam because he's a child. He died as a child, so he will not go to Jahannam. One grace. The other grace that this child will not be elder, will he will hurt his parents. So another grace to his parents. But for me and you, I will say, Ishara, where is the grace in here? Because we don't know what's in the future. We don't know the ghayb. Allah knows. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he knows what's the best to do. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the Arabs in this case, he knows subhanahu wa ta'ala what he's doing. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose some people to be in the right of the track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he knows subhanahu wa ta'ala what he's doing. It's a big wisdom. So these people now are really having a big mistake by thinking that they are gauging what Allah is doing by their own measurements. Wrong. We should measure, we should not measure what Allah says, say, but if we have to, we'll measure it by Allah When he subhanahu wa ta'ala did this to his sahab of Muhammad sallam, he wanted something subhanahu wa ta'ala and he, it was the truth, it was the best for them. So these people made a big mistake when they said what have they have said in this ayah. <coughs> then in the other surah, surah that ayah number 6, he subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَضَّانِّينَ بِاللَّهِ ظَنَّ these are the hypocrites and politicians. And their one in here, which is bad thought or evil thought, is that Allah will never let Muhammad win. He will not never let Sahaba win. They thought that Allah will leave Muhammad and his Sahaba alone, they will lose and they will be killed. That's a very bad and very evil thought. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is chosen Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and chosen even his sahaba. Who made this sahaba to be sahaba from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Who said, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنَ الَّذِينَ يُبَعِنُ Who said that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah loves them. Allah accepted them. Allah is satisfied with them. And these Shia, the Polish, they are saying that Allah, they are cursing these sahaba that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already mentioned in the holy book that he loves. Who are we going to accept? The words of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala in his holy book or the words of Shia. Subhanallah al-Am. So these people they think that Allah will destroy this deen, destroy Sahaba, destroy and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala told them that what you are do- doing is only evil, evil thoughts. <coughs> we can all even have a miracle for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in here. That he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is chosen by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and Allah promised him that this deen will go in every house in this world. 
He said, Salaam, the hadith, correct hadith, that this deen, the minister who said, that this deen will go into every house in this world. And it did, alhamdulillah. Now, every single second, from 24 hours a day, Adhan will be raised in one place in this world. From Makkah, go with, let them come back to Makkah, people are making Adhan in each point of this world. But that was not by our effort. It was by Allah wa ta'ala and by the good people who took this deen not only to use it but to serve it. And there's a big difference between people who are using the deen and serving the deen. Those ones who Allah loves, they will serve the deen. They know why Allah created them to worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the best worshiping is not salah from Hajjah only. No, the best worshiping is to make da'wah for this deen. Call you to this deed. Learn it, practice it, call for it, be patient for it. Four conditions Allah told us in Surah Al-Asr that these people who are having these four conditions are really uh, are winners and they are safe from being losers. Well, <coughs> and divide the case of the thoughts on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thoughts on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can be good and can be bad or evil. The good ones <coughs> that whatever he does in the first point of this whole course is that whatever he does in this universe is actually for great wisdom. That's what he said in the beginning. And also Whatever he does to us is a great wisdom. This is the correct thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever we see, tsunami, hurricane, whatever, we think, we know, we believe that there is a big wisdom behind that. What is it? Maybe we didn't know. Probably we didn't know. What is the wisdom behind that tsunami which is destroying thousands of people? We didn't know. Allah knows. But we believe with a certain dogma, with no doubt that there is a big wisdom behind it. Because the one who made it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not us. He did it subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why he is sending these hurricanes to the land of Muslims or Kafirs? Big wisdom. We didn't know it, we didn't. But the wisdom we know that it is a big wisdom. <coughs> The second type of the thoughts of Allah Ta'ala is the bad and evil thoughts. Like what this hypocrite said about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, about those people who are killed in Uhud and so on. Right. <coughs> Let's try again to see where are we among all of this case. We don't want just to talk about theories. We want to talk about practice. How am I and you dealing with this case of thoughts to Allah about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are we really believing with a certain dogma that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever he does in this world is good? Yes, we are supposed. We are supposed. We don't want just to read Quran for enjoyment. Or read Quran for nice voices. Or read Quran to say he's a reader. You know the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about that. 
that in the judgment day, the first three who are going to go to Jahannam, Mujahid, Reciter, and a person who makes Sadaqah. La ilaha illallah, how is that? A Mujahid? First person go to Jahannam is Mujahid? Yes. And a Reciter of Quran also. And also a person who is paying Sadaqah. Don't rush, don't rush. Ask why. We'll ask why. He is told us about that. That that Mujahid, he was making jihad, but not for the sake of Allah. But for the sake of being called a brave man, a hero. So Allah is telling him that day, the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that you wanted that and you got it. They said you are a hero. You took it. You took your result. You took your, your, your uh, gift and khas. Ma'as salama. Go to Jahannam. Quran reciter, he would say, Ya Allah, I have the Quran for you. He said, No, you are a liar. You recite the Quran, so they would say, You are a hafiz. You are a reciter, mashallah, nice voice. Nice imam, nice sheikh, mashallah, his recitation. And it has been said, and you have already got your results. Ma'as salam, go to Jahannam. And the same thing for the one who is giving sadaqah for others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, let's come back to the case in here. And think of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never be unfair to any person. In fact, he subhanahu wa ta'ala the best in dealing with his slaves. It's enough for us to say that he is taking one asana of us and he's making it kill to 700 times. And when we make one sayyah, one bad deed, he tells the angels to wait, not to rush to write this bad sin. Maybe my slave will ask forgiveness. Maybe my slave will repent. So don't write it. But if he continues on it, then before the end of the day, because the sorrow will be closed that day, they will write it. One. One sin. How about one deed and 700 deeds? One deed and 10 deeds. How can you compare? Ya subhanAllah. Can you imagine there is a Muslim his deed, that deed will be more than his good deed, which is multiplied maybe to 700 times? Yeah, in all of his life, he made only uh, 1,000 deeds, good deeds, and he made how many? 10 million bad deeds? SubhanAllah, yeah. It's impossible. But he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most generous. Al-Kareem, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, why don't we think how he is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most generous, how he is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful? And we deal with this. But also, we have to deal on the other side with the case of that he is Shadid al-Iqab. Depending only on his mercy, <coughs> depending only on his forgiveness, without thinking of his punishment, is the wrong way. We have to have them both. We have to think of them both. Although we know that he is more merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala, than Adiyah. But still we have to be careful. When we work in our life, when we do anything in our life with the good intention, and follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Believe me, even eating, sleeping, doing anything else, which is halal, it will be become ibadah worshiping. Let me remind you of Hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said to his Sahaba, "Wafi bidhi ahadikum sadaqa." Yani, if one of you take his wife to bed, that's sadaqa. MashaAllah. Sahaba says, "Wa yamid." Ya Rasulullah. Yani, we do our desire. And we gain sadaqah. Wouldn't you 
If you would make it in haram, it's going to be bad deeds. He said, yes, yes. said, okay, you do it in halal, it's a good deed. Eat what you want, the way of Muhammad sallam, and intention that your body will be stronger for ibadah, then it is going to be rewarded. Eating, eat whatever you like, kabsa, pizza, whatever, go ahead. Or Indian food, I don't know what the name was, how far. Eat whatever you want, to. eat. But eat it with two things. Correct intention. That this is to help my body to be strong for ibadah, and eat it the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From halal, with bismillah, not too much, with alhamdulillah. Then you are rewarded for eating. You are rewarded for sleeping. You are rewarded for taking your wife to bed. You are married. Go. Subhanallah. Can you find someone who will give you such a thing? Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? La ilaha illallah. But just because of this, we have to have fantastic thoughts of Allah wa ta'ala that He is the most just. Then we will work it out. We will do our best in our life to be in the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Learn it. How can we be in the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Why we don't know how he did it? Learn it, ya akhi. What's the problem with it? We are reading every day so much things in the internet and books and so on. Why don't we read how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left? Why don't we read how Allah subhanahu wa told us in this book he gave us the, the best directions in life? Why don't we read what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in his hadith? Sahih al-Bukhari is there, Sahih Muslim and the other books available, alhamdulillah. Go and read, ya akhi. Read how he told you to, to pray. Read how he told you to deal with your wife, with your children, with your people. Read it, yeah. Practice it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, because this is enjoyment. When we recite Quran and follow it, we enjoy it. Can it be? Yes, Muhammad needs to enjoy it. وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah. See this man. He's an amazing man. He enjoys salah. More than women, more than perfumes. Because he said in the beginning of the hadith, حُبَّ إِلَيَّ مِن دُنْيَاكُمْ أَطْطِيبُ وَالنِّسَةِ Perfumes and women. وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ قُرَّةُ الْعَيْنِ means the deepest love will be in salah. He enjoys standing in front of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, talking to him. And remember, in salah, you are talking to Allah and Allah talking to you. Is that true? Yes. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he told us that if you recite Al-Fatiha, and your citation, no. The citation where your heart and tongue is there, both, both together. And you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allah will answer you. And say, Hamidani Abdi. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Allah will answer you. Atna alayya Abdi. Maliki Yawm Al-Deen. Allah will answer you. And say, Majjadani Abdi. So there's discussion now. Talking to Allah and He's talking to you. Why we amazed that Muhammad is enjoying Salah? One night Aisha and our mother said that Muhammad it was her night and he said, Yeah Aisha, please leave me alone tonight. I want to be with Allah. He leaves his youngest wife, the prettiest wife, the most beloved wife to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he stands for Salah. We don't want you to leave your wife. Just take a few minutes. Take some time in the end of the night, especially. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I know it's not easy in the beginning, but when, when somebody tries, he will find the difference. When he enjoys it by, by, by standing alone in the night, the whole house is sleeping, and he's standing 
to pray and talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah talking to him. The greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who nobody can imagine how he is subhanahu wa ta'ala. He subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down to the nearest sky and he says, meaningfully he says subhanahu wa ta'ala, is there anybody wants something I will give it to him? Is there anybody you have to forgive us? I will forgive him? We say no thank you, we do what we want to sleep. Ya Allah, Allah is strange thing we are doing. But what can we do? It is not everyone deserves it. Put it in mind. Not everyone deserves to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not everyone deserves ihsan. The highest level of this deen. Deen is three levels. Islam, then iman, higher, then ihsan, the highest. And Muhammad sallallahu was the one of ihsan. Al-Muhsin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To worship Allah, he, he gave us a, a definition of that ihsan. He said to worship Allah like you see him. And if you don't see him, he's seeing you. You can't run away. You worship him, going to him because you like you are seeing him. And if you can't reach this point of, or this level, at least worship him, putting in mind that he's seeing you. That's ihsan. And that's where enjoying this deed could come. But that cannot be taken or given to anybody. Not everybody deserves it. Only those good people, may Allah make you and me of them. Those people who deserve to be muhsin, to be with Allah, to enjoy their lives being with Allah wa ta'ala. Dunya, if you eat one kilo of kafiyar, one kilo is 10,000 riyadh by the way. That's uh, some eggs of uh, some kind of fish. It's very important for the rich people. They buy one kilo for 10,000 riyals. Or if you eat one bread for one riyal. Or maybe quarter of riyal actually. It's the same. You will eat it and you go out. As Muhammad was told in the hadith. That Allah gave us an example of this dunya. About our food. The meaning of hadith of Muhammad was He said that dunya is like to your food. Whatever you put into it. Whatever spices you are putting into it. You eat it. It go out. Where do you put it? In the dirtiest place in your house. This is the thing. So if you eat a pizza for 70 riyals, or you eat one bread for one fourth of riyal, it's the same. It's the same. Is it haram? No, not haram. We're not saying haram. But we're saying, put this in mind. This is the dunya. Don't give it too much. Don't think of it about too much. Don't hate people because of it. And don't love people because of it. Because who is doing this, he's going out of the track. We are supposed to love for Allah's sake. We are supposed to hate for the sake of Allah only, not for the dunya. Just because that manager is giving me so much promotions, so much good rewards. MashaAllah, I like that. Allah is a fantastic guy. He doesn't pray. Ma'alish, ma'alish, ma'alish. He doesn't pray, no problem. But he's giving me this. SubhanAllah. And the other one, I hate him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He prays with Jama'ah. But he is Kharban. He always gives me bad rewards. Why do I ask myself this bad words? Maybe because I, I am the reason of it. Maybe I have to do my work good. And he's... No, no, no. So we hate people for dunya. For the sake of dunya. We love people for the sake of dunya. Not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's religious. Those people who want to reach ihsan, this level of deen, must really love only for Allah and hate only for Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. <coughs> What about the thought, uh, thought, evil thought, which uh, comes from the shaitan? 
Of course, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created Shaitan, and when He allowed him, He allowed him, yes, when He allowed him to deal with human beings, and He gave him the capability of making waswasa. He Subhanahu wa Taala <coughs> did this for a big wisdom to test us. And if it's the case that there's no shaitan, everybody will be good. Just imagine there's no shaitan. Everyone will be very good. Everyone will be, mashallah, this message will cannot really take the, the people around it. But Allah created shaitan and he allowed him to do what he's doing now to test the human being. Now, there is a hadith to answer this question just mentioned now, that Sahaba came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, sometimes we have some strange thoughts, bad thoughts, that one of us would love to be burned by fire before he's thinking of it. He said, did you find this? He said, yes. He said, this is from shaitan. Say, la ilaha illallah and stop thinking. Very easy and very simple. Because shaitan will not let you. He comes to you in salah, he comes to you in, in your rubo, he comes to you in your house, he comes to you when it comes, that says there's money, there's a bride, there's so Shaitan is smart, and by the way, although he's weak, with good Muslims like you, he's very weak. But he's smart, he will never stop. Not one time you push him and he goes, halas, la. Waswat and khannat. Waswat means not only you rest with, but he's making a lot of waswat. Whispering to your mind, whispering to you. Believe it or not, each one of us has his own shaitan, by the way. Each one of us. Including Muhammad Sallallahu Including Muhammad Sallallahu But, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi that he became a Muslim or he, Muhammad Sallallahu is safe from him. Because Sahaba Sallallahu even you, he said, in the meaning what he said, Sallallahu to the Sahaba, that each one of you is having his shaitan. His tarim. His name is, or his description is tarim. Each of you. even you. He said, even me. But Allah Ta'ala helped me. He became a Muslim, the Qareel, or the other meaning of the word, Arabic word, Haslam, is the meaning of it is that I am safe from him. So each one of us is having his own Qareel. And he is pushing him, whispering to him in bad things. So how are we going to be safe? If this Qareel is pushing us always, he is always with us. How are we going to be safe? Very easy and very simple. You have the weapons, use them. You have very strong weapons, use them. The three surahs. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدُ قُلْ عَذُ رَبِّ الْخَلَقُ قُلْ عَذُ رَبِّ النَّاسِ Say them three times in the morning, three times in the evening, you are saved and protected by Allah Tabarqa wa Ta'ala. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith to Abdullah ibn Khubayr, and he said, say them, you are protected. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدُ قُلْ عَوْذُ بِرَبِّ الْخَلَقُ قُلْ عَوْذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ إِذَا أَصْبَحْتَ وَإِذَا but remember, using the weapon, not for everybody, somebody cannot use the weapon. Maybe he will make the weapon against him. If you have a gun, and you, or somebody having a gun, and he doesn't know how to use it, he may say, well, let me try it this way, and he put it this way, and he's out. Using these surahs, it's very easy to recite them, but this recitation has to have two things, the mind, or the heart, and the tongue. And he makes dua, and he looks around. Is he, is, is he bringing his heart? He's just, it's something, a habit, he's saying it's habit, 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 habit,
No, a heart and the tongue must be there both, then this, this uh, protection will be. Otherwise, no. No questions? We'll see you, inshallah, next week. Jazakum Allah for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.